Hi, it's Dune here, your host and hype girl. And before we dive into today's episode, I want you to take a hot second to reflect. What's that passion, unique experience, or knowledge you have itching to be shared with the world? For me, it's always been about guiding you and cheerleading incredible women to start your businesses. So what's your thing? You see, everyone's got something they excel at, something they just can't stop talking about. And it turns out that one of the best ways to monetize those passions is through sharing that thing with the world as a digital course product. My life's work has been to chat with more than 600, 7, 8, and 9-figure e-commerce founders. And it's through those conversations that have led me to creating a foolproof playbook and my go-to guide for early-stage founders in the form of my first-ever digital program, e-commerce fundamentals. But it wouldn't have been possible without Thinkific. The beauty of this platform lies in its simplicity. Cute templates and a super easy to use editor. No coding headaches, no tech-induced stress, just pure focus on what matters most, the content. So if you've ever been curious about building a course to teach your passion, this is the way to do it. The genuine support from the Thinkific team turns it from this lonely, confusing headache into the most fulfilling and easy project. Go to the link in my show notes to get a free trial on me. This is Reagan Kelleher and Shannon Zappala for Female Startup Club. and welcome back to another episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. I'm your host, Dune Roisin, and joining me on today's show are the two co-founders of Gover, Reagan Kelleher and Shannon Zappala. Reagan and Shannon began collaborating on all things wine in 2015. Their passion for great wine, dislike of plastic glasses, and a love for Southern California's outdoor lifestyle led to the birth of Gover a portable wine glass tumbler with a silicon sleeve and a drink-through lid. In this episode, you'll hear their lessons learned after a first failed attempt at a Kickstarter, what happened after they went on Shark Tank and were hit with a major lawsuit, and what they wish they did differently if they had their time over. And while I've got you here, you may have heard me shout about our Facebook group already, but if not, we have a community of like-minded female founders and side hustlers, and we would love for you to join us. I've linked it in the show notes, or you can search Female Startup Club on Facebook. This is Reagan and Shannon for Female Startup Club. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. 
From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Reagan and Shannon, hi, hello, and welcome to the Female Startup Club podcast. Hi. Hi, thanks for having us. I'm so excited to be here with you today and to hear about your fun brand. I always love to start by getting you both to introduce yourselves and tell us a little bit about the business. So Shannon, let's kick off with you. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for having us. We're so excited to be on this podcast. I am Shannon and I am the co-founder of Govert. And Govert is a portable glass wine glass with a silicone sleeve and a drink through lid. Govert, the wine glass is kind of our hero product or started as our hero product. And now we have um, transitioned into champagne flutes, cocktail glasses, and have a few more things in the works. Fun. Reagan, over to you. Pass the mic. Hey, I'm Reagan. Govert is based out of San Diego. And we started, as Shannon said, as a single consumer product. And we've branched in other things that make any hostess's life easier and um, to really enjoy the outdoors. Oh, love that. Perfect for a picnic. Yes. <laughs> so tell me, let's go back before you started Govert to talk about what you're up to in life and what was getting you interested in starting a business together. So Shannon and I met, we actually met at one of our kids' pumpkin patch field trips when they were in kindergarten. And, you know, we were moms, we were hanging out. I had a background in finance and I was working at a large hospital system here in California and Shannon had a background in marketing and she was at home with her daughter. So we got to be friends, you know, organically, we we're drinking wine, hanging out. And then I don't know, maybe like five years later, as life was moving on, um, we, I think it was like 2013, I was really bored in my job. I'd been there for 13 years. It was like, what am I going to do with my life? And Shannon was kind of saying the same thing, you know, is ready to get back to work and what are we going to do? And we were already having these happy hours anyways and watching our kids play. And we're like, why don't we turn some of these happy hours into, you know, brainstorming sessions? And we started brainstorming business ideas. 
So we kind of went about it backwards. We didn't have, you know, a great idea that we just had to do. We just knew that we wanted to do something and we didn't know what that was. So at our brainstorming meetings, we slowly, we, you know, gathered a ton of ideas. No idea was a bad idea. And we were reading at the time this book. It's Guy Kawasaki's Art of the Start. And we held ourselves to two ideas. We are two principles. We wanted to um, either create a new product or service that added value or make an existing product or service better. So we had that in our mind. And at the same time, all of this was happening. We were at a concert in the park one of our, um, with our families and everybody was drinking nice wine and pouring it in red plastic cups. And we're like, it was kind of a, an aha moment paired with our brainstorming. And it's like, why don't we try to find a nice portable wine glass that we can take with us? And there really wasn't anything on the market. It was all plastic or stainless. Or people were using, you know, regular wine glasses that could easily break with kids and pets. And um, so that was our aha moment. It's like, well, let's explore this idea and see what we can do with it. And I'd say it snowballed and we had a lot of, you know, things to do, but that was where we got started. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. I'm interested to know what people were saying in those early days when you started telling them about this idea you had and what you wanted to do together. I would say that people, I mean, we tried to go, you know, beyond our family and friends, you know, because we felt like that was definitely a a biased uh, reaction. We thought that for sure, you know, my mom would be like, oh, that's a wonderful idea. Or, you know, (laughs) our friends like, (laughs) you know, this is great. So we did a lot of proof of concept. We would, you know, set ourselves up at a local winery that a friend of ours worked at. And sent out in the the wine shop sent out a uh, an invitation to people that there was a you know a group here doing a wine tasting and whatnot. So we were able to show off our product and get you know really unbiased feedback. We went to a wine tasting one year in Sonoma at the very beginning. It was probably 2014, maybe, and there was a wine tour bus, and we handed out we wrote up a little survey. And it was, I mean, it was very, very, do you like wine? What do you drink your wine out of? Um, Where do you drink your wine? That type of thing. And we handed out the survey, asked everyone if they would fill it out, collected the surveys and went back. So we, we tried to get as unbiased information as possible. And what was the overwhelming feedback that you got? Was there anything unexpected? No, I don't think there was anything unexpected other than I think maybe the the price of it, you know, like why would I pay? Because uh, I think at the time we were looking to pay or ask for retail at like $20 a glass, I want to say. So that was that kind of, I think, threw people off a little bit because they felt like they could just drink it out of a, you know, a plastic cup or anything like that. So I would say probably the price initially. Right. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. 
For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. So you do this customer proof of concept kind of feedback and surveys and asking the wider community of people, what were the next steps to actually getting the business up and running and how long did that process take? I'd say it took us probably a good year, um, you know, because I was still working and again, we had little kids. So it's, we created a checklist and it was super detailed, but it's, you wouldn't really need a checklist for it, but it was like, you know, develop a logo, get business cards, open a bank account. It was all the little things that you don't think of file for, you know, your incorporation. So we did that. And then we quickly realized that we needed um, money that we didn't have. And so we're like, <laughs> that's where the, we're like, what are we going to do? And that's when we came up with the idea to create a Kickstarter campaign which also served as good proof of concept. But so we spent quite a bit of time, maybe two or three months creating a Kickstarter, which also served as our business plan and um, proof of concept, how we're going to get this out to the masses and are people going to like it? We created a marketing video. That was a great introduction to the business was creating that campaign. Mm. 
And what was the goal of the Kickstarter? How much did you want to raise? So we um, actually failed our first Kickstarter campaign, which we've had a lot of failures in this, you know, in starting this business, but also a lot of success. But yeah, so we failed our first Kickstarter campaign. We asked for 100000 and I think we raised, if I remember right, $40,000. So it was tough. And that was one of the things that we had to learn from is like, you know, do we want to keep going or do we want to basically be defeated? And, um, you know, we cried for quite a bit. And then it was, you know, well, let's pick ourselves up and let's try again. And we almost didn't try again, but I'm obviously so glad that we did. And then our second campaign, we asked for, I believe, $25,000 and we raised 63. So that was successful. And that's what we used to launch our business. Do you think the learning from the first time around was just the basic of you set it too high and you needed to set it lower and kind of like over, over fund? Or was there more to it? I think there was a little bit more to it. De- definitely setting the goal. I mean, we figured that we would probably need about $100,000 to get our product from start to finish. But I think that it was such a high goal that people probably saw it and thought, well, this is this might not happen. And so then we're not going to pledge to the campaign. But then also... I don't feel like initially we did a very good job of educating people that we were marketing to about Kickstarter because this was in 2014. And yes, Kickstarter had been around for a while, but it still wasn't so known as it is today. So we had to do a better job of of educating uh, the people that we were, you know, advertising to so that we did a lot of tweaks to our campaign and um, it ended up being a success. Were you targeting the same people who already invested the first time or or pledged rather the first time? Did you have sort of an email database or something that you were able to say, hey, we're doing this again? Or was it a completely new audience the second time around? No, we did use that email list, which was great. That was a great start for us. But then we used that to build momentum. And then we had another with that momentum on the first day, we were able to reach out to more press and to our list, but we definitely use those people to start. And we still use those people, um, you know, with our marketing, they've been lifelong fans and they've watched us grow. I love that power of community. Yes. So you raised the money. Had you sort of figured out your factory and all the bits and bobs that come with it by that point? Or were you then at a position to be like, okay, now what? Let's go. No, we hadn't figured anything out really. (laughs) (laughs) And Shannon and I, we don't really have a technical background or engineering or marketing. So we just hit the ground running. You know, we found a local engineer to work with us to create a prototype. And then we I took a trip to China. We went and found a factory and we just learn as we go. And it was, again, not having the background made it tough, but also we had to get really creative and found that the engineer, we found the manufacturer, and then we had to start, you know, with our website and all the other details that we needed to do. Right. And how long did it take you to get the sample of what you wanted kind of to life and in a position where you were ready to sell that on the shelves kind of thing, put it online. So our first thing that we created was a mock-up and we took a glass just from 
you know, a stemless wine glass. We painted it white. It was a like an arts and craft project. We put a cupcake topper for a lid and a random silicone sleeve on it. And we took that to our engineer. And then they came up with a 3D printed version. And it probably took, I would say, three months to get a, um, a full a working prototype. And then we took that prototype to our manufacturer. And that probably took another, I'd say, three months. So maybe six months from mock-up to prototype. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. So it is quite a long time then until you can take that vision and bring it into reality and be ready to place that first order. During all of this, were you doing further marketing to build a community or were you starting essentially a community from the day of launch? And how did your launch go? I think that we had with the Kickstarter campaign, we did have that already existing community. So that was great because we had probably, I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot right now, but we had probably about 750 backers to the campaign. So to us, that was huge, you know, <laughs> um, having almost a thousand people like our product was <laughs> totally. amazing, you know, so we had that. And then from there, like Reagan said, we were, you know, building our website and we had the final product. So we were able to start pounding the pavement and going store to store The you know, we'd look online and go into cities that, you know, we like their shops and whatnot. And so it was, you know, it was like, cold calling, just going in and showing our product and hopefully getting a meeting with the buyers and whatnot. And um, because our our line initially started, um, we were heavy wholesale and less online, you know, direct to consumer. So I think in the beginning, our business was probably 60% wholesale and 40% online. So we built a big following through retail as well. Wow. Okay. And so what were you doing or at what point did you start thinking, hey, we need to focus more on direct-to-consumer and build this side of the business? I would say once we had our product, I mean, we started, once we got into stores and we got into, you know, we started attending trade shows and whatnot. So again, that's more wholesale. But as far as online, we started doing, you know, email marketing campaigns with our list. What else would you say, Reagan? It happened pretty organically. So yeah. we, again, as Shannon said, we were more heavily into retail, small independent boutiques. It's like 60% of our business, 40% was online. And then when it online really exploded was when we were on Shark Tank and that our, drove our sales through the roof. And that's when we decided too, that we really liked obviously the margins from our website. <laughs> but we're, we're always yeah. balancing wholesale and retail, you know, to make all of our customers happy, our website customers and our wholesalers. So it's a constant balance and it's constantly shifting. So pre-COVID, you know, we were more heavily wholesale, but now a lot of our stores are temporarily closed and we've really focused more on our website through, as Shannon said, email marketing and really heavily focusing on our social media and Facebook and Instagram ads and trying to drive those customers because we don't have the sales with our stores right now. Mm. And also, also even before we um, did Shark Tank too, we we would try to in order to increase our our website direct to consumer, we would apply for every type of contest we could. And one of the big ones we applied for, I think that t- it was in 2016, I want to say, and the uh, Today Show, 
was doing a segment called the next big thing. So we were like, okay, this is brand new to market. You know, there's not anything else there out there like it. So why don't we apply for this and see if we can get it? And fortunately we did. We didn't win the contest, but at least we got on the show. And so, you know, we got probably several hundred orders from that and, you know, added those people to our database and whatnot. So we were just, we were actively just trying to, you know, get any sort of press or, you know, promotion that we possibly could. I'm eager to talk about the Shark Tank experience and how that came about and, you know, what the impact was for you. Yes. So we, you know, whenever we had, attended trade shows, especially the big gifting shows. Everyone who came to our booth was saw it and was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Have you guys ever thought of Shark Tank? And it was always kind of in the back of our mind. It was like our pie in the sky that yes, eventually we would want to apply for it, but we, you know, we needed to bring up our sales and all of that. We didn't want to go on the show and look like idiots and have them not, you know, think we were established enough or whatnot. And then one afternoon, Reagan decided to email the casting email address for Shark Tank. It was in the summer. What year was that? I think 2016. Yep, it was 2016 in the summer. And just, hey, this is our product. We think you guys would really love it. It's the first on the market, you know, portable wine glass that's actually glass. And we didn't hear anything for probably a few months. And then we were working one day and all of a sudden there was a phone call coming in from a 310 Culver City. So Reagan answered it. And sure enough, it was the producers from Shark Tank. We got your email and we'd like to talk to you. So we were dying, obviously. (laughs) We were, oh my gosh, this is amazing. Are you kidding? We had almost kind of forgot about it because it was such just like a on the whim email that we had sent. So they called us and we started working with them immediately. Ton of paperwork to fill out, a lot of back and forth, working with the producers on our pitch and all of that. So that was probably, I would say, three months of back and forth with the producers. And then we filmed in September of 2016. And then it was terrifying, but it it worked out really well for us. We ended up getting three sharks. We got Mark Cuban. Lori Grenier and Robert Herchevec, they all went in together and invested in our product. And we were over the moon, absolutely over the moon. But we couldn't say anything because that was September of 2016. And the show didn't actually air until April of 2017. (laughs) So we had several months of actually not even knowing if we were going to air because they don't actually tell you until about two weeks before your air date. So we kind of had to keep everything under wraps for a while and couldn't really go into any detail at all. But it was it was an amazing experience and it helped launch our product even further. Mm. I think I read you did a deal for $200,000. I didn't see what the percentage of the company was in exchange for. What did that $200,000 help you do? And, and more so, what did that mentorship from the Sharks help you with? So the $200,000 was basically we just used it for inventory. That's all we used it for. But the downside, like I said, we've had some failures of that. As soon as we aired on Shark Tank, we were, I think, seven days after that we were served with a, a lawsuit, a frivolous lawsuit. And so we basically used all that money to 
cover the lawsuit costs. So that was really tough. We have had lots of highs and lots of lows, and but that was what happened. What was the lawsuit for? It was a uh, trademark infringement lawsuit. Oh, damn it. Dang. Wow. Expensive. <laughs> yeah, we settled it. Um, we settled it favorably in our favor after I think it was 600 and 676 days and just a ton of money. So that was a big blow to our business, but we survived and, you know, we're doing well. So. Mm. And what was the mentorship side of things like after the show aired and having those sharks involved in the business? They've been really amazing. I mean, we work probably closest with Mark Cuban's team. His whole team is just, I mean, they just want to see you succeed. So they're available to you at any time uh, with any sort of, any type of business question that you have. And they're there really just to help you develop your business. They want to, like I said, they want to see you succeed. So they are, you know, anytime, email us, call us. We'll be there. We've been out to Dallas a couple times to meet with the team. Robert's team as well. They're really great about, you know, social media and marketing. And then Lori definitely on the product side, the consumer side. So it's definitely been a positive experience for us. Mm, I bet. How exciting. Looking back, you said that you had a few challenges and struggles that you've had to go through. Is there anything that you wish you did differently or sooner or in a different way? I would say I wish we didn't worry so much when the bad things happen. You know, we take it so personally when we failed at our first Kickstarter and when we were served with a lawsuit, it was every little thing was really devastating to Shannon and I. And I think I wish I would have trusted that everything would be fine and just to keep moving along and just to keep because we're thriving now and we wasted a lot of time, I think, worrying about the outcome and just know that we're going to be fine. And there's a quote, I forget who said it, but it's businesses only fail because the entrepreneur gives up. And I love that. Like, we're just not going to give up. And I think that is my takeaway. Mm, that's a really good one. I love that. <laughs> Where is the business today? And what does the future look like, say, over the next 12 months? What can you shout about and get us excited for? Um, well, like I said earlier, we're um, we're working on a handful of new products, which we're really excited about. As Reagan had mentioned earlier, when we were tied up in this lawsuit, we you know we lost a couple years of not being able to innovate and to create new products. So now that we're free from all of that, we I mean, obviously our brainstorming was going on while all of that lawsuit was going on. So we were ready to go as soon as we could. So we're working on new products. We've onboarded a brand new PR team, which has been amazing. You know, they've been really helpful in getting our brand out there. So we're definitely going to, you know, jump more into PR and just we're heavy on social media too. And we're great on social media right now with our followers and whatnot, but it's a lot of it is product-based showing, you know, the wine glass and the champagne flutes and all of that. But Reagan and I really want to get more in front of the camera, which is sometimes kind of hard for us because we think like, well, people probably don't really, you know, care about what we have to say, I guess. Like, 
you know, our followers, I think, do. So we're going to get more into doing like Instagram lives and just getting in front of the camera and doing more of the Instagram reels and just, you know, just showing our, you know, and just presenting like our, our day to day and our, you know, how it, what it takes to run a business and whatnot. And, um, like Reagan had mentioned earlier, we did hit, you know, hit kind of a low with, with COVID because a lot of our wholesale or stores and whatnot had shut down. So that we did suffer from that, but we came back with our online sales increasing. Mm. What do you think in terms of channels, what's performing really well for you right now of your social media channels? Instagram is probably the one that we use the most and that we see the best results from. Well, I'll be excited to watch you on the reels there, on the yeah. IG lives. <laughs> <laughs> you should do wine club. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. Happy hours. Love that. Amazing. I have a question for you both now. So we'll start with you, Shannon. What advice do you have for women who have a big idea and want to start their own business? I would say to do it. Absolutely do it. I mean, Reagan and I didn't do it the traditional way to whereas we had this big idea. We just knew that we wanted to do something on our own. So it's okay if you don't have this grand idea, but you have that passion to build something of your own just to, you know, do one thing every day to project that idea or that business further, you know, because it can get overwhelming if you look at the big picture and you think like, oh my gosh, I could never get to this level. There's so many things to do in between. But if you just take it day by day and make sure that you do something every day to move it ahead, you'll be fine and you'll succeed. So do it. Absolutely. Totally. The compound effect is so real. It's so important. Yes. What about you, Reagan? What's your key piece of advice for women who have a big idea? One thing every single day. It's like, don't let a week go by. It's pick one small thing and do it. And if I have a second key piece of advice, it's to look for other women in your community. There's so many people that you can talk to. And just when you think that you can't do something, there's so many people doing it. And it's really inspirational to stay in that community of women that are, you know, making great businesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We are up to the six quick questions part of the episode. I ask every woman on the show, so we'll run through both of you separately, individually, rather. So we'll go back to you, Shannon. (laughs) Question number one, what's your why? Why do you do what you do? I would say my why is, you know, the freedom and the life balance. I, you know, like I came from corporate America where it was pretty intense and I feel like having your own thing, you you're able to make your own rules. You're able to make your own schedule. And then second, I think is just, I have a 14 year old daughter, just showing her that, you know, women can do anything and anything is possible if you put your heart and your mind to it. Gosh, ain't that the truth? (laughs) Question number two is what do you think has been the number one marketing moment that made your business pop? Might be an obvious one. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, definitely Shark Tank was our number one marketing moment that really put our business on the map and gave it that, you know, that stamp of approval that Mm. we absolutely needed. You know, I wanted to ask you before I actually forgot to say it. You said that you were waiting before you contacted Shark Tank to, you know, reach a certain level or get to a certain place of being established. 
Are you able to share kind of where your business was perhaps revenue wise and like the size of your business or your team and that kind of thing before you reached out? Yeah. So when we first launched in 2015, we, because of uh, Kickstarter, we had like $135,000 in sales that year, 2015. That was just our website and Shannon and I, you know, going to local stores. And then the next year we started doing trade shows and we had, I think, 500,000 in sales, something like that. And so we were, you know, we had a great pace going and then Shark Tank hit. And that year, I believe we did, I think it was like close to two, two million in sales. Yes. And then it just kept growing from there. Wowza. That's yeah. some pretty serious, <laughs> pretty serious growth right there. <laughs> Love that yeah. for you. Thank you. Okay. Back to question number three. Shannon, where do you hang out to get smarter? What are you reading or listening to or subscribing to that others would benefit from hearing as well? Uh, yes. I, other than this podcast, obviously, we love listening to this <laughs> podcast. Oh, yay. Thanks. Yay. <laughs> the other podcast that I like to listen to is How I Built This by Guy Raz. That one is really inspirational. So I love listening to that one. And then just following also other female founders. Like I'm a big fan of Sarah Blakely from Spanx. So I'm constantly watching what she does and just, you know, just trying to gather inspiration from her as well. And then just talking with other female founders at trade shows. We meet a lot of people at our trade shows and it's just great to get inspiration from them as well. <laughs> Again, of course, what are the key trade shows for your industry that you go to? Yes, there are three trade shows that we go to. Typically, uh, one of them is called New York Now. And the other one is America's Mart, which is in Atlanta. And then the IHA show, which is in Chicago. So the first two, Atlanta and New York, are big gifting type trade shows. And then IHA is a like a housewares type show. So those are like the three big ones in the industry. So they happen twice a year. Reagan and I try to go to each one at least, you know, once a year, but we're going to start ramping more of that up. We actually miss them so much because obviously with COVID, we can't attend these shows and they're trying to do digital ones and whatnot to make up for the in-person, but the in-person ones are just, I mean, you can't, you can't beat it. Mm, that connection for sure. Yes, absolutely. Question number four is how do you win the day? What are your AM or PM rituals that keep you feeling happy and motivated and successful? Yeah, I would say, well, my AM routine, I start my day off with a London fog tea from Starbucks every morning. Love that. It's my <laughs> favorite drink. So I stop by there every day on the way to work. I would say to exercise, just getting outdoors is huge for me. We actually have a trainer come to Govert's office twice a week. Um, so we work out before work. So that is just so important mentally and physically. So, and then just going on walks and listening to podcasts and whatnot. So being outdoors is huge for me. Mm, I'm looking forward to London's weather changing so I can spend more time outside in this lockdown that is seemingly never ending. Question number five is, if you only had $1,000 left in your business bank account, where would you spend it? Well, we have, with some of our failures, we have <laughs> less than that in the bank at times, to be honest. 
But if we only had a thousand dollars left, I think we would definitely put it towards social media posts and content just to, you know, remain visible and relevant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And question number six, last question is, how do you deal with failure? What's your mindset and approach? We, with failure, we just keep on going. You know, you just got to get up and brush it off. And it's, it's hard. It's, it's easier said than done, but that's the only way you can do it is you just, you have to keep on going. You have to swallow your pride. You have to wipe your tears away. You have to just keep doing that in business and in life. So you got to just keep moving forward. Love it. Thank you so much, Shannon. Yes. Reagan, your turn. Here we go. (laughs) Question number one, what's your why? Why do you do what you do? Definitely independence. I've always, you know, I come from my mom and grandmother are both really strong, hardworking women. And I've always wanted to be independent and to be able to take care of myself and my family. Mm, That's so nice to mention your mom and your grandma. Love that. (laughs) Question number two is what do you think's been the number one marketing moment that made your business pop? I would have to say New York now, our very first trade show, we went in there really uncertain and we came out feeling really confident. We, I think for us, a huge show, we I think did $20,000, which is not that much, but looking back, it was a pivotal moment for us. Mm, yeah. I imagine like doing your first trade show like that and getting that vote of confidence from retailers and wholesalers and things like that would have just been so profound, a crazy feeling. Yes. Yeah. Question number three is where do you hang out to get smarter? What are you reading or listening to? I love to read. I love Guy Kawasaki's Art of the Start. I constantly go back to that, use that as a reference book. And to get, I love the masterclass with Sarah Blakely on entrepreneurship. That's, I love Mm -hmm. all of those masterclasses. Yeah. I love that one too. It's really good. I've just been watching actually the Jeff Koons series, you know, just to enjoy something a bit different outside of the typical, you know, day-to-day business focused content um, that we can find ourselves consuming a lot of these days. Yes. (laughs) Question number four is how do you win the day? What are your AM or PM rituals? Well, I'm still working on trying to win the day. I feel like my morning rituals are off because I have two teenagers and with COVID and distance learning but I'm getting better. And evenings, I'm a little bit better. I like to cook a nice dinner and have a glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Ditto. Very much so. <laughs> in your cup, in your Gover cup. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Question number five is, if you only had $1,000 left in your business bank account, where would you spend it? Oh, that's such a tough one. We, I think, may do a, or I would do a Kickstarter or a some sort of campaign to where we could raise a little bit, you know, use what we have and raise a little bit more money. Nice. Love that. Yeah. And last question, question number six is how do you deal with failure? Well, we're actually really good at that because we've had quite (laughs) a bit of failures and it really helps if you could all have a partner because when Shannon's feeling down, you know, I can kind of carry the load and same when I'm feeling, you know, really upset, like there's no way out of this, she reminds me that we've always gotten out of it. So I think just keep going and having a business partner really helps. Oh, love that. How nice. 
Thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today and share the Gauvert story and what you've been building and creating. I've absolutely loved chatting with you. Thank you so much. Hey, it's June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash Hype Club. We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's June here. Thanks for listening to this amazing episode of the Female Startup Club podcast. If you're a fan of the show and want even more of the good stuff, I'd recommend checking out femalestartupclub.com where you can subscribe to our free newsletter. We send it out weekly covering female founder business news, insights and learnings in D2C, and interesting business resources. And if you're a founder building an e-commerce brand, you can join our private network of entrepreneurs called Hype Club at femalestartupclub.com forward slash Hype Club. 
We have guests from the show joining us for intimate Ask Me Anythings, expert workshops, and a group of totally amazing, like-minded women building the future of D2C brands. As always, please do subscribe, rate and review the show, and post your favorite episodes to Instagram stories. I am beyond grateful when you do that. (laughs) 